Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Welcome. Smiles. Smiles, everyone. Because this day, the day has finally come, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. My name is Richard Blosser, the host of this podcast, a unfiltered, unscripted, and at times unorganized mess of a hockey podcast. Hello and welcome everyone. I apologize for the for the bit of a yelling in the beginning, but that just shows my excitement, my happiness, my eagerness to be with each and every one of you today because it's back. 11 10 10 months. I screwed that up. Anyway, Ten months I have waited. Ten and a half months while my passion was put on cause because of a pandemic and for the greater good. Ten months of sitting around and watching other podcasts thrive. Ten months of going out on my own and wondering where and when do I set this up? When do I get behind a microphone again to be able to talk hockey with all with all of you guys? When am I going to be able to do that again? Waiting through depression, death, and despair. And if all of you think I am being overly dramatic with that, <laughs> you haven't followed me in the past six weeks, have you? But have faith, everyone. The hockey gods do not forget. The hockey gods do reward patience. And finally, our patience was paid off. Because this past Friday, the AHL finally dropped their schedule for the season. And oh boy, oh boy, was there a lot. Now, before we start in all this, I, I, I just want to tell everyone, I understand that not everyone's going to be as excited about this as I am. I mean, excuse me, I am excited. I really am. I 
I've been looking forward to this for so long because this is what I'm good at. This podcasting, this these recap videos, this is what I'm good at. You know, I'm I'm you know, when I, I can't really do much else like without this. You know, and the NHL has helped. Coming back has really helped. And I know there are some of you out there who just go, this isn't what I signed up for. It's 36 games. What's the point? No, we're only going to play certain teams. This isn't what I signed up for. I know. I know. And I understand there are some of you out there that look at this and go, well, uh, this is okay, but I'm... I've just been dragged down by all the politics and and the hate and the no holidays and it's really hard for me to get excited for this. I get that. I do. I understand this 36 games schedule may not tickle your pickle in a way. It may not get you all excited right away. Not everybody's me. I've had trouble accepting that. But you know what everyone? I'm going to help you with this. I am. And I'm going to say this in, in another video that's going to go on um, a Hershey Bears fan club. Is that we are at the point where in Ocean's Eleven, there is a scene where the crew is all gathered. They're outside this, I guess, place that Daniel Ocean, played brilliantly by George Clooney, is at. Um, Daniel and Rusty walk out. And they make their pitch to all the crew that's sitting there, all 11 of them. And they say this job is highly lucrative and highly dangerous. If this doesn't sound like something you're interested in, have yourself some food and drink, be on your way, and we'll leave it at that. The rest of you will meet inside, and everybody gets up and walks inside. And I know there's a lot of you that will do that. And I'm like telling all of you that this season is not how it's going to normally be, but you know, come in the house and we'll still enjoy it. And there's still some of you that is, um, is that still Bobby's character that's played by Matt Damon, who's just sitting on one of the chairs, really unsure. Ruben walks over to him. He goes, you're Bobby Fletcher's kid, aren't you? Yeah. I hear you're from Chicago. It's nice there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's wonderful. Get in the goddamn house. And there are some of you I'm going to say that are going to say, oh, th- this isn't for me. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what the season's going to look like with, without fans, question mark. And I'm telling you, it'll be all right. Get in the goddamn house. Take my hand, which I'm reaching out to you right now through this microphone. It's going to be okay, I promise. Because there is another aspect of this that, that we all have to look forward to, but I'm going to shoehorn that later on down the line in the podcast. So let's take a look at the news that when the AHL released its schedule on Friday, the Hershey Bears schedule was released. And opening night, which I was able to drop on the fan club page, will be against the Binghamton Devils in uh, Newark. In Newark at a practice facility probably, Um, but they'll be playing in Newark against the Binghamton Devils. 
7 o'clock Friday, February 5th. And then opening night, you can hear the quotation marks, opening night, we'll be back at home against our heated rivals, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, at 4 o'clock. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, get, get ready for a lot of afternoon games. will be a 4 o'clock start on Saturday, um, February 6th. And then we head back on the road, and we get our first crack at Wilkes-Barre on Thursday, February 11th at 5 p.m. Oof. Yeah, I get, get ready for a lot of these. Get ready for a lot of them. And then the next home game will be, aw, will be Valentine's Day. You know, the opponent you love to hate, Lehigh at 1 o'clock on Valentine's Day. And then the following Saturday against Wilkes at 1 o'clock. Yeah, there's a lot of 1 o'clocks. There's Saturday 4 o'clocks. There's Sunday 4s, Sunday 3s, Sunday 1s. And I'm not going to go down the entire schedule for everyone. But the only three teams that we are playing are the Binghamton Devils, affiliate of the New Jersey Devils in Newark, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, who are not having fans at the PPL Center yet, and then Wilkes-Barre Scranton up in Wilkes, who I presume won't have any fans as of yet, even though I got an email from them. I'm not, I haven't checked it yet. It is 12 against each of these teams. Six home, six road, and the season will conclude on Sunday, May 16th, two days before my birthday, against Wilkes-Barre at 3 o'clock. Now, the biggest question that was asked among a lot of the, the, uh, the fans and all that was, well, will fans be there? Well, surprisingly, yes. Yes, we will. Let me just pull things up on the uh, the website here. Oh, man. That, yes, there will be fans at Giant Center that, in a surprising uh, statement, they are going to allow a very limited amount of fans in. And, of course, of course, you know the whole... Face coverings, social distance, temperature screenings, blah, blah, blah. Increased sanitation. If you're sick, stay at home. If you're all this, you, you know, you, you've heard everything by now. And I know this is, again, this is a turnoff for people that you, that you are, um, our fan base is a bit older. And won't feel safe going to Giant Center. And you know what, everyone? This is like what I told you earlier. That's okay. That's fine. Because, yeah, this is going to be extremely different. I'm not betting on going to any games. I might try to go to a game here and there just to get back into it. But in terms of, like, me saying, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm ready. No, no, no. Because the schedule is really, really wonky. I mean, I mean, all of our road games are weekday games. All of our home games are Saturday and Sundays with really odd times. We Hell, we've got 1 o'clock Saturday games. So, oh boy, those are going to be fun. Or 4 o'clock Saturday game. 
well, that's not bad. But you, you know what I mean. This is going to be a lot for everyone. It's not the usual 7 o'clock on Saturdays. I get that. But this is something that we just kind of got to, we got to gut through for now. We got to, I got to tell you, the 310s getting to Yuma, as Steve Zabin used this analogy for the NFL season, and I feel it's very appropriate for the AHL season as well, but we will get to that later. Of course, all sorts of usual safety protocols. There won't be any, like, regular concessions. There'll be snack stands that are cash only. You know, be distance between other parties and peoples. You know, again, like I've said throughout this, everyone, just just be smart during this pandemic. You know, just 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 be smart about this. And we'll get through this. We will. I promise you, everyone. So we have Bears schedule. We have an AHL schedule out there. Um, the Canadian teams didn't drop their their schedule as of yet, which was very, very interesting. But it's just working through a lot of protocols up there in the Great White North. Apparently, Belleville is having problems out there in Ontario. And there is rumors and innuendo that the Stockton Heat, all the way out in California, uh, the county isn't exactly playing along with Stockton. So Calgary is kicking around the idea of moving the Stockton Heat up to Calgary and moving in with Big Brother, which in turn would create another Canadian AHL team, thus adding to the Canadian division and more horgle-bargle. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) And you know it's bad. You know it's really bad when Canada seems like a better place to play sports right now than California. Just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway... But I digress. Let's get back to more Hershey Bears stuff. So also was announced the same day that the Bears have their training camp roster all set up. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. We are going to have our roster that we are going to roll into camp with. Now, before we move on with that, our training camp roster sort of got um, a little... Adjusted because we were looking forward to having all sorts of goaltenders show up that, ooh, Phoenix Copley's going to come back and, uh, we might see Zach Fuseli with us now and, and all sorts of great stuff. And, um, yeah, there was a nice little development that took place as we are going to, uh, transition a bit to, um, another story that broke in the NHL this week that is Bears related, but we will get back to that in a little bit. With the NHL season up and underway, you need to keep track of our NHL affiliate, the red, white, and blue of Washington, D.C. You need to rock the red while eating some chocolate. But how do you keep up with the latest going-ons, rumors, and innuendo of the Washington Capitals. Well, do I have a podcast for you. The official Caps Chirp podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, covers all things Washington Capitals. The Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes take you around the world of the Washington Capitals. They tell you all things Capitals-related, throw some shade 
on the Pittsburgh Penguins or anyone else the Capitals play this week and always let you know while rocking the red. Please be sure to check them out at the Hockey Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Check them out on Twitter at all one word, the official Caps Chirp Podcast. Check them out on the Hockey Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. That's official Caps Chirp Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And remember, rock the red. And we're back on the Grit and Barrett podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor this week, Pens. Whether you're needing to write something on the go or write something on your hand, it's always there for you until it runs out of ink. Pens, they're everywhere. Find one in between your sofa cushions near you. (laughs) We like to have fun on this podcast. We do. All right, but I digress. Onward and upward. Still a good bit to get to on this show. So, we are going to quickly diverge to Capitals stuff because this is going to affect the Bears moving forward. So we start Dateline, Washington, D.C. earlier in the week. Or should I say Dateline, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So the Washington Capitals earlier in the week dropped to to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And um, it was reported late Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning that um, some of the capitals seem to have broken COVID protocols, that it was found out through the NHL that four Washington capitals were in their hotel room together without masks. The uh, capitals in question were capitals in question were Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, Ilya Samsonov, and Alex Ovechkin. Oof. Uh, that's not good. They were, according to Greg Wazinski on ESPN.com, uh, this does not mean any of them tested positive for COVID-19 as the players end up on the list for reasons ranging from a positive test or require co- quarantine due to high-risk close contract contact. They are unavailable to play or practice according to the league's protocols. The, le- the team was also fined a hundred grand for these protocols. The team was also busted about a week ago for um, being in the locker room without everyone wearing masks. Now, is this a bit excessive? Nah, eh, maybe. And um, could could the guys have just been together in the hotel room playing cards, drinking, and talking smack? Hell yeah, that's what me and the guys do on road trips. We'd be sitting in the hotel room, all three of us together, and just, you know, just play cards to kill time or watch TV when we're on the road. So, on one hand, I, I, I get what the players are doing. They're, they're trying to find ways to kill time. However, you have, if you really want to do this, you have a lounge down in the lobby. Maybe there was more of a open area you could do this. I'm, I, I'm just saying, again... Be smart in this pandemic. I'm not saying stay in your room all the time. Don't talk to each other. No, what I'm saying is just be smart. Just be smart. You know, you guys want to hang out? Go to a lounge. That's it. This also led to uh, Natasha Ovechkin, um, um, Ovechkin's wife, sounding off on her Instagram account about how all of this, and I, I, I can't be pressed to find it right now, 
um, she basically said how stupid all this was, and there should be no reason why players cannot hang together in a hotel room, considering they're on the bench together, they skate together, and they're in a locker room together. And in the words of the great, the late great Sam Kinison from Back to School, well, is she right? And she ain't, she's not wrong. Yeah, this does seem a bit much considering players are together a lot, especially an area on the ice where they um, are together a lot on the bench. So she's, she's not wrong in it. It's just, it seems like these players should know better, especially to be together in such tight quarters. I'm rambling a bit probably. Anyway, so, okay, this, uh, this looks bad, but, um, you know, they'll be out for protocols. They'll, they'll be out for, um, just a little bit of time and let's just, let's just let this all simmer down and we'll be okay. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then it broke the other day. Ilya Samsonov tests positive for COVID-19. Oh, sugar, honey, and iced tea. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's not good. That's really not good. So now that means all four of the boys that were in the room with him now have to quarantine for two weeks. Now, I don't know if this means that if they constantly test negative, maybe that gets reduced to 10 days. I don't know how the protocols go, but... Mm. So in one failed swoop, you just had um, one of your goalies, one of your backstops of your defense in Dmitry Orlov, one of your great up-and-comers in Evgeny Kuznetsov, an overall pain in the butt, and the Lord and Savior of DC's heart exposed to Koronachan. Yeah, nice going. And a friend of mine brought up about Samsonov, so... Samsonov has shown that he can't ride an ATV. He will hang out with his Russian buddies and get popped for coronavirus. And then, lo and behold, post on his Instagram account about, Hey guys, doing fine. With his significant other not wearing masks? Now, I'm not trying to be that guy, but... Is this guy really showing maturity? Is this really the guy? What do you mean? He's the goalie of the future. He's the goalie of the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Caps fans, put your pitchforks down. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I'm just saying, the guy's not exactly making great life decisions right now. He's only 20, man. He's only 20. Let, let him live. Let him live his life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. To be old and wise, you must first be young and stupid. I get that. But 
It's decision after decision after decision. You know, once is a coincidence. He's driving an ATV during the offseason and hurts himself. Oops. Then, you know, he decides to hang out with his boys against protocol. And he somehow tests positive. We don't know how that, that positive came to be, but, you know, he exposed his boys. And now the Instagram stuff? Everybody's on Instagram, dork. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Who knows? Who knows? And then on Thursday, Brad Marchant of the Boston Bruins calls out the Washington Capitals for COVID-19 protocol violation courtesy NBC Sports. Oh, God. Brad, what are you doing? Brad Marchant basically said they brought it upon themselves. Uh, Marshy? I love you, but actually I don't. Um, but um, shut up. But I digress. So, what does all this have to do with Hershey? What does Corona Chan visiting DC have to do with the Bears in general? Well, it affects what goaltenders we were going to get because we thought we were going to see Copley and Fuseli come down. As well, like one of them would be off the taxi squad and would come down to us. Well, that's not going to be the case, as both of them are either on the taxi squad or now going to be with DC. Hold on a second. Monster energy. Nectar of the gods. Moving on. So they got called up, and so we had to kind of uh, find some goalies. Well, we got Hunter Shepard down in South Carolina, don't we? Uh... No. No, we don't. This is who the Bears are riding into uh, training camp with for goalies. First off, number 30, Alex Debut, who last season was in Belleville slash Brampton. Okay. Okay. All right. These are in these troubled times. Trademark pending. Okay. Charles Williams, who spent last season with the Indy Fuel. In the ECHL. Okay. Uh, Patrick Carey. No relation to Paul Carey. No word on what team he was with last year. And he is on a PTO. And Joel Eisenhower. Who spent last season in Battle Creek. With the Federal Professional Hockey League. Oof. Oof da. And uh, he's from... He's from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania? He's from where, where I broadcast this podcast? Cool. So we're riding into uh, training camp with four goalies, two of which were for the ECHL, one who one who is with the uh, FPHL, and another one just off a, uh, a contract. Now, we've heard good things about debut, um, so... <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll uh we'll make do. We will make do. The Bears also signed two defensemen to PTO contracts to kind of uh shore up things defensive wise. First off was a guy you might have heard of by the name of Rob Ogaura. You might remember him from such teams as the Providence Bruins, the Springfield Thunderbirds, and the San Antonio Wampage. 
He stands at 6'4", 214, depending on what convenience store he's at. A New York native. Um, he did very well with the Providence Bruins system and was probably with Spencer Carberry uh, back when he was with Providence. So I don't mind this. He could be one of Spencer's boys brought in to shore up the defensive line. I'm fine with it. Uh, Rob will wear number 42 uh, during the preseason. Also, the Bears signed Reese Wilcox, former Lehigh Valley Phantom. Shut up, phone. Former Lehigh Valley Phantom drafted by the Flyers, 141st overall fifth-round draft pick of the 2012 draft. So, for the first time, I think, ever, we have poached from the Electrodrome, Reese Wilcox, a Hershey Bear on a PTO. 6-4-205, right shot defenseman. Shut up, phone. Again, this is all to shore up the, the defensive line. We still got guys like Cameron Schilling, Lucas Johansson, um, uh, Urkamps up from um, uh, South Carolina, former Wilkes-Barre's Grand Penguin, former Wheeling Nailer, Will Greiber, Lucas, Paul Ladoon. So, Eight defensemen, and we will see how this goes. In terms of forward-wise, Cody Clark, AJ, Shane Gersich, Caleb Herbert, Kale Kessie, Brad Leeson, Philippe Malate, Garrett Pilon, Magal Scarbosa, Joe Snively, Riley Sutter, Steve Whitney. We welcome Mason Morelli, and of course, the season stopped on... <laughs> it's Matt o'clock, you bastards! The clock has started again! Yes! Matt Molson back out on the ice. Former New York Islander. Back at it once again. Do I get excited about Matt Molson? Yes, don't judge me. Because we don't know if he's going to come back. The aging veteran still with us at... Let's see, 32, carry the one at 37, or 38, still with us. The North York, Ontario native. It is so good to be able to talk about this, because also at time of recording, the Bears are in their training camp as we speak, skating around the ice. The ice has been laid, the... Boys are back out there skating around, taking shots, doing all sorts of things. And it is so beautiful to see. And if they if, if they would have done a live YouTube vid of them just skating around, I would have just listened to a few minutes just to hear the pucks bouncing around, the skates, the yelling. And yeah, it's close to the public. Understood. But hey, hey, that's just the world we live in. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll be right back after this to wrap up the show. And we are back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Oh, boy, has this been a jam-packed show. All great stuff to talk about. But guess what? We ain't done yet, boys and girls. Because we also had one other bombshell that drops this week. It's time for all the hockey news that matters to me. So we start. Dateline NBC Studios. And, uh, 
Oh boy, this is a thing. Headline. Actually, I should shouldn't say that. Um, getting this off of um, let's see here. Da, 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 from the Chicago Sun Times, everybody reported on this. NBC plans to shut down National NBC Sports Network at the end of the year. Oh, what? Uh, what? Huh? What? Excuse me? A baking powder? You're doing what? The NBC Sports Network uh, covers such stuff as English Premier League. They take in some NASCAR, IndyCar races, the Tour de France. Um, they show, you know, of course, um, any other stuff that uh, NBC wants to kind of shove off on them. And and also they show, oh, I don't know, the NHL. So, at the conclusion of 2021, we have decided that the best strategic step for our sports group, the entire company, is to wind down NBCSN completely. Uh, Pete Bakua announced in the move Friday as an internal memo to everyone. NBC Sports Network's best known for carrying the NHL, English Premier League, NASCAR, and also carries a significant amount of programming during the Olympics. Well, all the Universal channels do. NBC will parcel out events between USA and their Peacock streaming services. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a big thing. Now, for some of you who've sort of been following this, you know that the NHL and NBC, their contract runs out as of the end of this year. So, you know, what are they going to do? You know, what what are they going to do? Are they going to um, perhaps try go to CBS? Maybe try to get that bridge between them and ESPN back up and running? Or maybe they'll go with this USA thing. From what I've heard, USA Network's on like 86 million televisions. A lot of us have USA on basic cable. I think I heard that from uh, Brian Alvarez on um, during their wrestling stuff because this move's going to affect the pro wrestling too, but that's another show. So there could be a good chance that if the NHL decides to stay with NBC, that either A, the majority of their games that aren't on uh, NBC – could be moved to the USA Network. I know. Those Sunday afternoons of NCIS reruns are going to be going away. But this also affects shows like in the WWE programming of NXT. NXT is one of their developmental shows that runs on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Well, the NHL loves to have their big-time Wednesday night games. So what does that do for NXT? How are they going to work around that? Or let's say once we hit playoffs, I mean, the entire USA network is going to get uprooted for playoffs. And does the regular NBC still carry the big time games once we get to, you know, the playoff times? Is it still games one and two on NBC? I don't know. There's a lot to work out. But the NHL's TV future is in serious doubt moving forward. And a lot of us remember when they came back after the strike and they nuked that bridge between them and ESPN and the NHL had to go to the Outdoor Life Network. <laughs> remember that? And then that became Versus. Sort of this, this little ragtag secondary sports network, which eventually became NBC Sports Network 
or like an NBC two. And what it's built over the, the the past five or six years has been great. It's been a great run. But now, what's what's the future of the NHL? Is it streaming on Peacock? I hope not. I'd much rather stick with NHL TV. Uh, do does ESPN pick them up? Do they try to pitch it to Fox with them? Now that would be interesting. I'd really like to see if that happens. All of you remember the Fox '90s broadcast, right? That dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But but you know what I mean. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. Um, you know, with NBCSN shutting down, where the NHL is going to go. Me personally, I kind of like to see the ESPN one come back. If nothing else, if nothing else, just to have the great ESPN National Hockey Night theme play yet again. I know I'm a dork. So. Let's wrap this up uh, with a que- with a uh, question from the mailbox. I posed this out on the Hershey Bears fan club page, uh, a mailbag post for anyone who wants to uh, ask me a question. You got questions? That's understandable. So um, I told them I would try to uh, answer this the best I can. And to rip off a quote from Bill Simmons, remember, these are real questions from real Bears fans. Nathan Cascaden asks, 10 years since a Calder Cup, I'd imagine, the period came out, has the absence of a GM like Doug Yinkst, in your opinion, hurt the building and edge to the team? It seems like the transition to director of hockey operations, quote, Hershey has become Washington light. Well, Nathan, I've discussed this before with other uh, f- friends and other hockey people. Um, what the Bears did by having a director of hockey operations, it's basically what everybody else has done. It's basically, you know, th- this is how the rest of the league operates. Hershey just, just can't operate, you know, like, well, we're Hershey. We have our own way. We have the Hershey way. When everybody else is running things as a developmental brand. So I know the transition into, um, you know, making Helmer director of hockey operations was a thing, but it's just, it's, it's, it's the way the neighborhood is right now. Has it taken an edge away from them? No, no. I think this allows, um, this allows and repairs the pipeline between Hershey and Washington. That for a while it was Washington will draft goalies and defensemen while Hershey signs the forwards. Yes, it worked throughout the 2000s and in the early parts of the agreement. But remember the 2010s, the majority of them. That old way that Doug Yinks did it? I mean, yeah, sure. We, we all love when it worked at the end of the 2000s. Three cups in five years. But remember... The other half of the two thousand of the twenty tens, you know, bringing in Ryan Patoli, signing Joe Reckless at the end of the season for the Lulls, bringing in players like John Albert, um, T.J. Signer, not entirely his fault, um, and other players that just you know, we just making signings for the sake of signings, 
And to be honest, for a while, I think we treated Doug Yinkst like a spoiled uncle that would give us what we want. Daddy, we need a forward. I feel our scoring line is a bit peckish. Signs Ryan Patoli. Father, we need a familiar name back. Joel Recklish. Well, I, I, I know um, the way Brian Helmer does things makes him seem like a stooge to the Capitals organization, but I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I'd like to see a bit more transparency out of him, but I don't think there is an edge that's taken away. It's doing what everybody else does. It's becoming a developmental team, and I think that Hershey edge and brand is coming back with these teams. That you have these good groups of forwards with uh, with Riley Sutter, uh, Joe Snively, and others. And now you actually have veterans who want to come in and do good, like like what Matt Molson and Mike Scarbosa are doing. So now we're starting to see the fruits of that director of hockey operations come forward. I think everybody just gets caught up in how bad things were in the 17-18 uh, when we were still transitioning out of that and relying on former big names of Hershey to come in and carry the team while maybe we got the occasional forward here and there. So thank you for your question. I don't think it does. I think now it's starting to yield results, Nathan, that um, that we are liking. And I understand that back a couple years ago, it didn't. nobody liked it because of how sudden it was. Maybe the way it happened nobody liked and maybe Doug could have made more of a formal announcement and maybe the Capitals could have gotten a bit more involved and say hey this is how we're going to do things now but there was so much change around it I can understand why it led a lot of tastes in bad taste in people's mouths Nathan thank you very much for your question uh, Jeremy Hafner noted commenter on the uh, fan club page best goalie of all time best pairs goalie of all time uh, that's a discussion for another show, mate. Um, that's subject of opinion. Um, everybody has a goalie that they like and who is their favorite. I don't think there is one set all-time great Hershey Bears goalie. At least, I don't know, because I was here in the 2010s. I saw guys like David Leggio, Joe Canada, um... Justin Peters types. I wasn't through the dominant goaltenders of the Simeon Varlamov. Uh, the Well, I saw the rise of Gruby, the very brief stint of Holtby, or the days of Freddie Kasivi. I wasn't around for those. So um, I, I don't feel like I know enough about Bears goalies to say um, who is the best. Who is my personal favorite? That will always be VTech because his charisma just carries the day no matter what. And it's great seeing that in the NHL. Um, but that's all a matter of opinion, Jeremy. So um, that's another topic for another show. But thank you to Jeremy and Nathan for your questions this week. Well, that was a good lengthy podcast, everyone. These are the type of shows I wanted to get back and start doing. Shows where we have a lot of Bears news that we can look ahead to games, get back up and running, and just put energy into this podcast again. I hope all of you can feel that. 20 seconds left. So I've been telling everyone, 
that here's a way to take a look at the AHL season this year. I, I'm taking away a philosophy from another podcast I heard from Steve Zabin, a guy I listen to in D.C. a lot. And this was his idea to describe the the NFL this year, that when the NFL started up, still in heading into the peak and worse of this pandemic, that please don't, don't at me with your opinions on COVID and everything. Please don't. His philosophy was with the NFL, the 310 is getting to Yuma. Now, he watched 310 to Yuma. I didn't. Sorry. Um, he said the 310 has got to get to Yuma. Yuma is the playoffs. Yuma is the Super Bowl. And this train has got to get up and running, and it ain't stopping for anyone. The 310's getting to Yuma. Sure, there's going to be COVID outbreaks. There's going to be replacements. There's going to be wonky schedules. There's going to be a whole lot of weird with this season. But shovel in the coal. Shovel in the coal. Got to keep it rolling. Shovel all the coal in. Got to keep it going. Woo, woo, Chattanooga, there you are. Oops. Sorry, that's the Chattanooga choo-choo. Sorry. But you know, you, you know what I mean. The train's going. We got to get there. So the AHL, their Yuma, in my opinion, is October. The philosophy that the AHL took was, look, let's just get through. Get through the shortened season. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awkward. But let's just get through it. Maybe we'll have playoffs. Maybe, maybe we won't. Oh, I know. A lot of you are asking about playoffs, but that's another show. Let's deal with the playoffs when we get there. And let's just get the season done and look forward to October. Because let's face it, once we get to October, you know, we'll get through a lot of this minutia. We'll get into the summer. There'll be more vaccine in the system. Maybe some travel opens up more. You know, brighter days are ahead, my friends. So let's just get to October and maybe we'll have more fans in the stands. Maybe we'll have 50, 75. Maybe we'll be able to open them back up again. And I know a lot of you don't like this whole only 3,000 to 4,000 people in the stands. I understand that. I do. But this is this is the first step in getting us all back into Giant Center. That, again, as, as I heard Steve Zabin say earlier in the week, he sums it up a lot better than I do. He's a hell of a more journalist than I am. Is that fans getting back into these stadiums is going to be the comeback story of the year. And for us, we need to have these beginning steps. It's not going to be 0-100 to 100 off the bat. It's not going to be a magical switch. I'm sorry. I want that too. But that's not going to happen. These small steps are the first of getting back. So yeah, everyone. The 310 is getting to Yuma. Yuma is October. And I'm getting on that train. And for all of you, if you don't want to get on this train, if you don't want to buy that ticket, that's fine. As I said in the beginning, you know, we can all just shake hands and say, all right, this is not for you. We'll see you in October. But again, I'm reaching out my hand through this podcast. I'm reaching out to all of you saying, let's get on that train. The 310's getting to Yuma, and I'm getting on that train. And I'm kind of telling you what Ruben tells Rusty because this is all, I'm going to say this again in two weeks. Get in the goddamn house. 
for the AHL. We just got to get to Yuma, and Yuma is October. So thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast. Boy, oh boy, what a show we had this week. Uh, thank you to um, uh, Caps Chirp, like I mentioned. I will be on with them um, actually on uh, their live show on Sunday, which that will drop after the show gets released on a Monday. Training camp is up and running. Our first preseason game is next Saturday. Uh, we will be taking on the, uh, I think, uh, Binghamton in Binghamton. We will have preseason. I'm hoping to get Corey on next week as we will talk about more about the boys in general. But it is so good to have this back. And then Friday, February 5th, we'll be back up and running. I'm going to try and do a Thursday preview show. A quick little preview show for everyone as well. If there are some of you Penguins fans out there, um, find me on my Twitter account where I live tweet Penguins games, but I've been starting to do Let's Go Pens fans recap, and I'll see if that is still a thing as we move forward. A little venture moving forward. So thank you to everyone. Like, share, subscribe. Tell, tell all your friends, we're back, Bears Nation. We're back, everyone. And it's great to be back behind this microphone talking all this Bears hockey with all of you. Ten months later, we made it. Stay positive. Test negative. We'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.